Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney theme parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Hello and welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast where we talk to people about their most memorable day at Walt Disney World or any of the Disney parks or properties. I'm your host, Scott Otto. And each episode will run about 20 30 minutes, and we will talk a little bit about the background of the person and why they love Disney or why they were going on this trip, and then we'll get to the details of what made that trip special. The idea of the podcast is that like listening to each episode, wherever you are, whether you're driving to work or working out at the gym, it'll be like a little mini vacation where you kind of relive your memories while listening to other people's memories, and you also might learn some new details about Disney that you didn't know about before. So without further ado, I will start by telling you about some of my most memorable days at Disney World. And I will start uh, with my background. So I grew up in the 70s, and we used to watch Wonderful World of Disney every Sunday night. So it was a big part of my childhood growing up, as well as going to a lot of the Disney movies. Uh, There were the classics like uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but mostly a lot of the movies in the 70s were kind of the like world's greatest athlete and these other movies with uh, Kurt Russell or Escape from Witch Mountain. And so those are the kind of the things that I grew up on. And of course, watching the show, uh, Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday nights, um, as they're getting ready to open Disney World, you can imagine they did a lot of pieces on Disney World. And so I was very excited about Disney World and really wanted to see it. And uh, we weren't going anytime soon, but my father bought me a commemorative booklet that they published uh, for the opening of, of Disney World. And it had these great pictures and details of the different rides. And the, I was particularly struck by the animatronics in Pirates of the Caribbean and how realistic they looked. It was unlike any kind of amusement park you know we had where I was growing up. Uh, so I couldn't wait to go to go there. And it would be six or seven years before we actually got there. And in the meantime, my best friend. He and his family went there every year, so he'd always come back and he'd tell me about Disney World and how amazing it was, and so I could not wait to go to Disney World. So after six years of waiting, my father announces that we're going to go in the upcoming uh, winter break at, at school. And I don't know if we suddenly came into more money or whether it was simply because my parents had uh, recently divorced and he was trying to uh, score some brownie points with me. Uh, whatever the case was, that certainly worked. So we go to Florida, we are staying at the Holiday Inn on Lake Buena Vista, and I think that's really kind of a good way to start your first trip to Disney, to drive into the park. It's really kind of exciting to drive in, you see the, the signs on the highway, and then you get there and you first see that Magic Kingdom banner across the roads that you have entered the Magic Kingdom. And then you get into the parking lot and... It was just so efficient compared to anything else I'd seen, you know. And of course, they have the the lots are named after different characters. Back in those days, I think they were mostly uh, like the Seven Dwarfs, or Goofy. And you get onto this tram, and it kind of whooshes you away, and it's very low sounding engine, and it all seems really cool. And then you're getting closer to the park, and then you go through the gates, and now you've got the the monorail. And uh, so I should have mentioned I was like 12 years old at this at this time, and very much a big science geek. So the monorail to me was really just a thrilling thing. It's so sleek and state-of-the-art and so smooth and quiet. And to, to get on that and then to go around that track as you go through the contemporary and you're coming into the, the Magic Kingdom and you kind of see a little bit of Space Mountain off in the distance. And uh, then, of course, you get off and you're, you're right at the 
the gateway there at the train station, you go under that tunnel and then you emerge into the daylight and this whole imagined world that is so real. And it's just amazing to me at that age to think like that they recreated this or invented this place that seems very real. And my father wanted to kind of stop and look at some of the shops there on Main Street. I was like, no, we have to go to the castle. You know, every night on Sunday at the end of Wonderful World of Disney, it always ended with a Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell coming out and waving her wand on top of uh, Cinderella's castle. So we, we rushed down Main Street to go to that castle, and it's beautiful. And you go inside, there's all these beautiful mosaics of, of Cinderella's story. And then I was like, well, where, how do you get inside the castle? I want to go, where's the ride inside the castle? And they're like, no, there's no, there's no ride inside the castle. So it was a little disappointing. And uh, I'm kind of cheat on this first episode and talk about a couple of different memorable uh, events at Disney World. This is not actually one of the, <laughs> this is not one of the memorable trips, although the first trip is always memorable. Um, so the rest of the, the park, we started going on these rides and they were just, amazing everything even i was impressed like the first ride we went to i don't know if it, was, it might have been the country bear jamboree and i remember the signs are like 45 minute wait and I was like 45 minutes i had never waited in line that long for anything and it seemed like that was going to be forever and i was really impressed with how fast the lines move and how they zigzag the lines so they don't seem as long as they really are and they have little things to distract you along the lines i've never seen that before and probably the most impressive thing that day was actually at one point we had to go to the bathroom. We're in that uh, alleyway between Frontierland and uh, Adventureland. And I went to the, the men's room and went to use the urinal. And after I was finished, I was looking for a handle to flush it. And there was no handle. And I kind of stepped back and the thing flushed by itself, which was amazing. That was 1977 or 78. And I'd that technology wasn't around for years after that. And so I, I became really fascinated with how the park runs. And I kind of noticed like it was, it was so pristine and clean. And you never saw anybody cleaning up garbage. And so it was really uh, quite amazing. So I won't go on too much about that first trip. But it was really the, the second trip that brings me to my magical day that I, that I want to talk about. So we went back a year later. And this time we had uh, room at the Contemporary Hotel. Uh, which is great to be in a hotel where the monorail goes through. And back in those days, you could actually get a ride in the front of the monorail if you asked and nobody else was in the front. And so we found out about that and we asked a few times. First few times we didn't get in, but we eventually got in. It's really as cool as the view is on the monorail as you're approaching Magic Kingdom. It's even better when you're, when you're in the front, obviously. And at one point, because in the Contemporary, they gave you a little... Back then, they gave you a little card that was identified you in your room, and you could charge anything to it. And my father said, you know what, I, I want to sleep in the next day. You can just go by yourself, and you can use the card to, to buy food. Uh, and one of the uh, people working at Disney overheard heard me, and the, the guy told me, he said, hey, you know, uh, the park only opens officially at 8 or 9 back then. It might have been 9 back then, I forget. He goes, but an hour before it opens, we start testing all the rides. Because since you're already in the Magic Kingdom because you're in the Contemporary because you can just actually get on the monorail, go into the park, and go on the rides before everybody else gets there. And so I did this. The next morning I got up, I had a really great breakfast at the Contemporary, and I got on the monorail and, you know, drops me off in front of the train station, and there's nobody around. I'm like, is this for real? Am I really going to be able to do this? So, and I walk right in, and there's still, like, nobody there. And I walked around, I started going on the rides, and I was the only person in the park. 
and it was crazy. So I went, I, I went on the Country Bear Jamboree. I went on the Pirates of the Caribbean. I went on Tom Sawyer's Island, which was running. And at one point, I did. I was in the caves, and it's really kind of cool to be in the caves that early, and it's still kind of dark, uh, especially in the caves, obviously. And uh, I debated, you know, should I like stay in the cave and wait for people to show up and scare the crap out of them? But you know, I didn't want to push my luck there. So then I went to the other side of the park and hit the the rides that had the biggest lines, like Space Mountain and a few others. So that was my first really memorable day, the most memorable day at Disney. Uh, the other one I want to tell you about uh, happened much later in life, and uh, this was uh, my mother who had always had us watch Wonderful World of Disney and uh, took me to the, the Disney movies. As it turned out, she wasn't really a fan of Disney, which we found very odd later on. So my sister and I, we wanted to go. We wanted to do a family trip to Disney. She did not want to go. And she said, you know, after, after I'm gone, you guys should take, I'll leave you money. I'll go to Disney World and celebrate my life. And so we did that after uh, she passed away, sadly, uh, about uh, 11 years ago. And uh, so we, we planned this family trip. We booked the contemporary. So it was me, my sister, her husband, my niece and nephew. And it was also... Uh, the anniversary year of the park. I think it was the 35th anniversary. So they're doing the year of a million dreams. And so we were hanging out at the, my sister and I and my brother-in-law were hanging out at the pool by the contemporary. And my sister and brother-in-law had been there earlier and they had struck up a, a friendship with one of the, the guys working at the bar. And so we're hanging out, we're having a good time, joking around and having a few drinks. And one of the Disney employees walked up to us and they said, oh, you look like a fun family. We want to give you uh, a special event from the year of a million dreams. Uh, we're going to take you on a boat, private boat to see the fireworks that evening. So it was terrific. So we showed up that evening, you know, towards the end of the night when they do the fireworks and we got on the boat and they took us out uh, right into uh, the bay there in front of the castle, well, in front of the park and you can see the castle. And it was just a beautiful view, and the fireworks were, were tremendous, as always. And uh, that was just a really special moment uh, with the family. And the rest of the trip was, was awesome as well. We had a, a lot of fun together. We went to all the parks at Disney World. We went to some nice restaurants. We had ate at the Brown Derby and some of the other places. Uh, my nephew had filet mignon for the first time, <laughs> which was great. And my niece... Pulled a, pulled a bit of a trick on me. I'm not a big fan of roller coasters, uh, except for Space Mountain. I like to go fast, but I don't like big hills. I don't like big drops. And so Mount Expedition Everest had just opened that year. And she was telling me, oh, you, don't, you know, it's good. You won't, you'll like it. It's fast, and there's no big drops. I was like, really? There's no big? Oh, yeah. So we all, the family, we all go together. We all in line, and we're going through the line. And it's a really cool uh, line leading up to the ride. They have a lot of really great uh, things there tied to expeditions in, on Mount Everest. But uh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't been on the ride, so you can stop listening at this point. But in the ride, you start to go up a hill. And you're going up a hill, and then there's a big Yeti back then. I think the Yeti's broken now, so they don't use it anymore. But back then, there's a big Yeti, and you can see the tracks up ahead were broken. And... You just stop there for a minute, and then all of a sudden you start to go backwards. Well, I'm thinking, well, the, the hill that we came up isn't that big, so I'll be all right. 
but they switch the tracks on you and you just kind of plunge in darkness and you go down this very big drop and I was freaking out and uh, we got off the ride at the end. I was pretty upset with my niece, plus I was almost very close to throwing up, although I did not throw up and she thought that was hysterical, which I don't mean this as an indictment of my niece. This is something more of a family thing with us. We do like to uh, have a chuckle at each other's misery as long as it's nothing truly painful. Uh, and so we talk about that one a lot. Uh, also, when we were getting off the boat after the special fireworks thing, uh, my brother-in-law and I both kind of at the same time we were, we were kind of reaching into our pocket to get some money to, to tip uh, the boat driver. And as I did that, and I was getting off the boat, I didn't see there was a cleat at the end of the boat and it caught my foot and I tripped and I landed on the, the dock and I quickly sprung up, you know, say, I'm okay, I'm okay. And my niece was laughing hysterically because I had fallen, but I hadn't hurt myself. And then I realized it was a metal dock that I had fallen on, so my knee was really <laughs> sliced up and bleeding pretty badly. So I use that sometimes to guilt my niece. Uh, but uh, it was a, a terrific time together. And something about being in Disney World with your family is uh, always a magical time. So that's the first episode, such as it is. Uh, we have a lot of interesting folks uh, lined up. I have several podcasts in the can already, so uh, please tune in for those. Each week it'll be something different. We have people talking about Disney Sea. We have people talking about all different parts of uh, the Disney Kingdom of uh, Parks. So uh, please tune in for that next week. Thanks. And have a magical day. Music